This is the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, July 28th. All right, Corey, we're welcoming you back into the studio after a couple-day hiatus here, and uh, we are turning your mic up here. We should have you good to go. Hi, how's it going? Uh, You know, it's uh, been hot up here. Don't know if you uh, know that. So, first of all, let me just say uh, thank you. I apologize. The uh, situation, I wouldn't call our situation by any means dire. No. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I had, I was I previously gone for an entire week, mm-hmm. and um, one of the things that we knew that was happening was my wife was going to go on this conference, Yep, and I didn't want to be gone for two straight weeks. Yeah. So we reached out to my uh, parents to see if they could come up and just help with our three boys and and get them to daycare if needed, or we had st- we started swimming lessons. So, you know, just to have an extra set of hands around the house, so that way I could still come to work and not have to take two days off of work. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't call what my mother had an, a medical emergency, but she ended up having to go to the emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> and the look on grandma's face when she had to be like, we can't, I got to go. We got to go back to Waconia because I got to go see my doctor and go figure out what the heck is going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, she's fine. Everything's fine. And she was, she was, I think, already better by the time she left the emergency room kind of a, kind of a situation. But there was just, anyway, uh, it, I was, they left and then I was like, uh, I called my wife. Hey, babe, um, they're gone. So looks like I'm going to be taking the next couple of days off of work. It just kind of turned into a bit of a mess. So thank you, and I apologize and uh, for, for kind of bailing me out the last couple of well, days. Well, you picked a good week to do it because it's been hot, and it's been really warm up here. We've talked about it all week. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but uh, uh, the window's open right now. In the studio, it's still really hot, but once you take like one step out of that studio and you let some cool air come in, it feels... 25 degrees cooler there is just three feet to my right Mm -hmm. we've got the uh another studio yeah the with the window so that window's open plus we have the smokers lounge door open down the hallway yep and that's got a nice little jetway going through right now that feels really nice also the the wafting breakfast smells of the boondocks making their way upstairs it smells really good somebody told me in swimming lessons though last night uh they found out not only has it been really hot up here Uh uh-huh Correct me if I'm wrong, but did I hear that you also don't have air conditioning at your house? Uh, I do not know. Oh my goodness! So you don't even you, it, the relief for you is the 20 minute drive in your truck. I mean, yes, but also like it stayed a, a lot cooler than I've thought. And we got a couple ceiling fans that have been putting in some overtime this week. Goodness gracious! It's man. the ti- it's the picture of Jimmy Butler looking really tired. During the 2020 finals, that's uh, my ceiling fan. You got to get on Facebook Marketplace and just snag one, huh? It's been working so far. See, I grew up without air conditioning in my house, so like I'm just used to sweating during the summertime. Listen, anyways, listen, that's cool. <laughs> Come on, like a window unit for the bedroom or something. So our bedroom doesn't have like a our bedroom doesn't have like a window. It has like a we got a sliding glass door. You have a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no windows. CJ it, sleeps in the dungeon. Pretty much. We don't we but we we do not have a basement, but we do have a dungeon. 
<laughs> okay. As, ask us of the logistics of that one. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so, no, nah, we've been powering through it. I mean, listen, there, most people, this is true, I will give you this. Outside of a week or maybe two every summer, I, th- I think it's totally possible to not. But, like... I will say this, though. My parents, uh, I, I didn't have air conditioning in my house, my parents' house forever. But the summer, I, like, officially graduated from college and moved out and left and yeah. was not home a lot because I was living in Duluth. Then they decided, oh, let's get some air conditioning in this house. So yes. I, spent a, I spent a lot of time this week at my parents' house. Are you, you're not, like, like, do you think it's, um, do you think you're too good for air conditioning? Are you afraid of what the, of what the, the optics of, like, I don't want to be the guy who's got air conditioning? That, no, that, that part doesn't bother me. We're is just, it too bougie for you to have air conditioning? <laughs> you know me. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think it's just more of the fact that, uh. I don't know. Me and my wife just you got married. One yet. Yeah, we got we just got married in the last year. We just bought like recently bought this house, and uh-huh. we're just kind of you know yeah we're just trying to make sure all the financial stuff is in order. That's fair. They sell window units for a hundred and forty eight dollars at Walmart. <laughs> 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 Tell your wife to put in an extra shift, and then I think you'll be covered. <laughs> <laughs> or you know what? I'll put you down for two games this first week. Okay. Yeah. So, I'll just preemptively, you can get some games right out of the way, and it'll be paid for entirely. I'll just show up to a random practice in two weeks for <laughs> right. the uh, for the Wadena Deer Creek volleyball team, and uh, be like, I'll do play by play for your practice. So right. like, we actually don't want that. I'm like, I don't. I'm here. So no, I don't think you understand. I need this. It's 85 minimum this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need so, air conditioning in my house. Let me sit in this very hot gym in August. <laughs> so I've been gone for a couple of days. I missed a couple of big things. Uh-huh. Um, um, we'll get to training camp. Yep. We'll get to some twin stuff. Uh-huh. Kind of the weird news is golfers actually start practice next week. They, they report to camp like today or tomorrow or Sunday. And yeah. then um, there's like a newcomer's practice on Monday. And then everybody starts on Tuesday. So Gopher football is right around the corner, or officially here. Uh huh. But there was this weird story that came out this week about PJ Fleck. Have you looked into that? Uh, a little bit. So there's this uh, publication called Front Office Sports. They're they are reputable. Uh, like it's a the guy who's like they're a good site for the most part. Sure. Uh, so it's not some weird random site you've never heard of right. uh, coming out of the middle of nowhere. But. Uh, this is a piece talking about PJ Fleck, and they use this word. They call it right in the headline, right in the tweet, toxic, a culture that PJ Fleck created at the University of Minnesota. There's some former players who were speaking anonymously. Uh, there are some people who are close with the Gopher program uh, who also were speaking on anonymity, I believe. Uh, i got to look through the article a second time to confirm that. But basically, uh, this article just says that uh, that f- they accuse Fleck and the staff of, uh, one, just being a little egocentric. They talk about the, the strength and conditioning coach. This is according to the article. The strength and conditioning coach from Western Michigan that they brought in uh, – wanted everybody to clap for P.J. Fleck anytime he came into the room, uh, which, if you're not a Fleck fan, you'll find hilarious. It does seem... It doesn't seem wrong. It do, yeah. uh, that part a, that does seem accurate, at th- least, right? They talk about things <laughs> called a Fleck book, yeah. which is basically like a team handbook, and it talks about you know all the community service projects you got to do and, and the way you got to conduct yourself, which is all fine and good. Uh, but this article alleges that uh, basically you had a social credit 
uh, at yes. the uh, if you were a member of the football program. So if you went to the children's hospital, the Masonic Children's Hospital down in the cities, mm-hmm. you got some credit for that. And basically, if you didn't, you were kind of shamed into like, hey, you got to go do this. And what they also allege in the article is that if you had enough of them, you could kind of get away with some things. Yes, that seemed to be the most controversial part of all of this is that you earn up some of those social credits and maybe when a drug test comes around on a Wednesday afternoon, you have found yourself passing a drug test. You will kind of look the other way on some shady things. Right. Uh, Now... Again, these are these are from people speaking on the record anonymously. Not that that discredits them, but just there's a couple people, and there's the part of the article that really gets a lot of the attention is just more of the fact of you know everybody talks about PJ Fuck's culture, and they talk about it's just uh, they talk about how they didn't feel comfortable in it, and they didn't feel great, and they talked about PJ Fleck didn't care for them, and and whatnot. And basically, and and here's my whole thing on this article, all kind of wrapped into a ball. I think that it pretty much is some sour grapes. I think that that's what the article pretty does. That discredit their claims. Does that say that they're lying necessarily? No, I'm not saying that. But it sounds more like a couple guys who are upset mm-hmm. about the way that their football career turned out at the University of Minnesota, and they blame the guy in charge. Are these, um, I, I guess it's anonymous, we might not ever find out, are these like Jerry Kill holdover guys? Is it, There's a couple. Is it, because if, if that's the case, I get it. If you're like a Jerry Kill guy and then P.J. Fleck comes strolling in, they're pretty different personality-wise. I do, I, I guess I understand it. You said it's a reputable front office um, source yes does the article seem to be reputable or is this just like a weird hit piece that exists it's a weird hit piece that exists so if you remember wcco did a did a story a couple years ago basically alleging the exact same things now you could look at that one of two ways you could look at that in the sense of oh wow this is the second time this has happened is this an issue or you could look at it and say well, this seems like the same people are just saying the same thing, but a second time to a different person. Mm-hmm. And I, and like, don't take my, my opinion is not gospel. It sounds like more of the second one to me than it does the first one. But you know what? I mean, they say there's certain parts of the article that say, uh, you know, PJ Fleck never gave us the resources to report anything. Or if we were going through stuff, we never had the opportunity to talk to him. Now he said, we are so busy. How are we supposed to get the time to, which maybe isn't wrong. But also at the same time, P.J. Fleck has countered and said, we have like five different channels, some to me, some to the coaches, some to the athletic director. Like we have channels to to report that. P.J. Fleck talked about this in Media Day yesterday. It's a long clip, but uh, he talked about that in Media Day, uh, just kind of saying that they're baseless. Um, There was also another quote, which I thought was really funny, and I thought basically leaned to me in the direction of like, I'm not going to hold this with too much weight is that when the guy's like, he kept talking about how, you know, you need to put yourself second. And he said, or, you know, you need to forget about yourself. And he said, but if I forget about myself, then who who am I? Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is kind of a dumb, I think that's a dumb quote because it's talking about being on a team. Right. And I'm not trying to say, you got to always put the team first. But what I'm saying is like, but you do, you're on a team. Exactly. (laughs) Like, I think this guy's misunderstanding the boat a little bit. Maybe he's maybe he's right. I don't know. Like now, here's the grand scheme of things. There are some serious things, like the looking the other way on drug tests or something like that, that aren't good. Uh, if and, that's true, there's a huge problem. Yeah, exactly. And yep. that should be investigated. Mm-hmm. Obviously, 
And there, I mean, heck, you could just do an investigation. Just to, if there's nothing to hide, just do it and get well, it. Well, there over. are so many audits that happen within those departments anyway. Like right. Either there, another one is coming if this is the case, or it would have already been found out. This is not the way this sort of information comes out. Exactly. So. If it is true, we'll find out about it and repercussions should come. If not, this is just a weird piece that kind of lingers on the heels of the Northwestern football debacle. Can we uh, can we start our very own morning sports desk controversy right now? Uh sure. I'm just going I'm just going to throw it out there. Okay. I'm not going to say this is or isn't true. I'm just going to say it's a it's a thing that exists in one of the universes. Okay. And it could potentially be our universe. Sure. Uh, I think this is a uh, behind-the-scenes hit job by Jerry Kill himself, Ooh. who has shown over the years since his uh, tenure at the University of Minnesota has ended that he is not happy with the University of Minnesota, and he is certainly not happy about who P.J. Fleck is as a human being, despite zero evidence that PJ Fleck is a terrible person. He is a wonderful person by all accounts. And every time an article like this comes about, they always just seem to disappear into the ether very, very quickly because by all accounts, he's about as upstanding as it gets in college football. Yeah. And that's a different world in and of itself. I understand what we hold everyone to as a standard in real life is different than college football. It's a sketchy place. But um, this is a, hey, man, I'm Jerry Kill from Kansas. I got some players here who you might want to have a word with, front office sports. This is a hit piece by Jerry Kill behind the scenes. I'm not saying that is true. I'm not saying that isn't true. I'm saying in one of the universes, this is how it worked out. Quick thought on the Vikings here. So (laughs) so we're we're trying to avoid libel here. Uh, Quick quick Vikings question here. Mm -hmm. I'll just give you your answer because I talked about it yesterday. Go check that out at WadenaRadio.com to hear yesterday's episode. Uh, Daniil Hunter, TJ Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson are three names who have swirled around in extension talks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Daniil Hunter, maybe not necessarily extension, but the Vikings have to figure out what to do with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, In what priority, and extension slash trade slash cut, Daniil Hunter, extend TJ Hawkinson, extend Justin Jefferson. Corey, just rank what order, if you're Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, you would kind of put as priority number one, two, and three. Well, actually, in the actual priority is Justin Jefferson, and then who cares? I think that's the actual priority. Uh-huh. That being said, um, you can almost remove Justin Jefferson from the priority list because... Uh, because of the absoluteness of his being with this team until he's dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no way they don't resign him. Yeah. So now it's a what's more important to you sort of situation. Like, let's just remove Justin Jefferson from the table. There is no way he's not getting an extension, right? Yeah. I think that seems fair. So the priority really comes between Hawkinson and Hunter. Um, You've got an offensive-minded uh, head coach mm-hmm. who was handpicked by this general manager or whatever they call him. I can never remember all the terms in uh, in Kwesi. Um, you, but you also brought in a brand-new defensive coordinator with a re-emphasis on making sure the defense isn't embarrassing like they were a year ago. Those are the two things you have on this on this scale, right? Uh-huh. Um, 
to me, it's it's Hawkinson, who's who's the number one priority between those two. Daniil's been a weird headache kind of this entire time. Offense is important, um, and Hawkinson is going to be the 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 breath of fresh air that is going to allow Jefferson to get open from time to time. I just mm-hmm. think that's going to be more important. Not having Daniil opens up some things for you to be a little more creative with your money, defensively speaking. One last yes or no question, Corey. Do the twin is Jorge Polanco a twin by next week at this time? No. Ooh, all right. I'll let him go on that one. So uh, the point I was going to get to here is that Jorge Polanco is coming back. He's going to play some third base for the Twins uh, when they start this three-game series against the Kansas City Royals tonight in Kansas City. Uh, Twins should win at least two out of three, if not sweep. Uh, But besides that, um, Jorge Polanco is coming back, and normally the Twins would put him on a longer rehab stint. He's only played about four games in St. Paul, and I don't even believe all those games were full nine-inning games. I think he only played half of a game of 1.7 innings and then nine and whatever. So is Jorge Polanco, why is he being rushed back when the trade deadline is less than a week away? The Twins could push his rehab all the way until the end of next week and then wait till the Twins have some home games uh, next Friday. They're back home against the Diamondbacks. Why wouldn't they just push it? Why wouldn't they push it off until then? Because of the trade deadline, you're going to have to do a bunch of different moves and transactions. So why not do those? Why not push that one down the road so you don't displace somebody early or preemptively or uh, basically just save everybody the trouble? Why bring him back now? One, he's a veteran, and the Twins have brought back a lot of veterans early from rehab assignments. Uh, the other, like Buxton uh, and Kepler and Gallo and some of those guys. The other reason is. Could the Twins be willing to trade Jorge Polanco? Because he still has, I believe, one more year left of team control. And the Twins have a glut of infielders. Brooks Lee, Royce Lewis, Austin Martin's in the mix, Ed Julian is in the mix, depending on how you feel about Jose Miranda is in that mix. There's a lot of infield types that the Twins have, and Polanco is an established veteran player, and maybe you could get a really good pitcher. Maybe you could get a good bat that could help you out. Now, Jorge Polanco's a switch hitter, so... Yeah, I don't know if maybe the bat, but maybe, you know, is he potentially a trade piece for somebody and they want to see Jorge Polanco playing a few games before the trade deadline to make sure he's healthy? I don't know. I still think Jorge Polanco ends up being a twin at the end of the day, but who knows? This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, July 28th.